What is going on, Spooky Time Faithful? It's your boy, Jay Dizzle in the Hizzle. Um, this episode is a little bit different. Um, about 99.8% of the way through, we had a technical difficulty, meaning my uh, computer crashed. And um, we lost all of my previous recorded audio. But the good news, the only saving grace about recording three hosts in a uh, remote fashion is that Cammy's audio and Kyle's audio were saved. So we are going to get into it a little differently. This might be a bit of a shorter one, but we are going to bring you our thoughts on uh, Panos Cosmatos's 2018 Mecha Masterpiece, in my opinion, Mandy, um, a little differently. So I'm going to break down a little bit my thoughts on the film, uh, see if I can splice in a little bit of Cammy's fun facts, Kyle's synopsis, and just uh, a little bit to be able to see if we can get their opinion on what they thought of the film. Alrighty, folks, here we go. Bear with me. And away we go. go, go. <laughs> I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Mandy, a film everybody loves. Everybody just watches it and thinks, wow, this is how I want to be spending my time. Two you know hours. <laughs> that uh, It feels so much longer. <laughs> you know what's wild to me, Kyle? You know what just blows my fucking mind? You liked Color Out of Space. Yes. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> They're very different movies. Yes, they are, Kyle. <laughs> that they Color- are, my boy. I, uh, I, did, I did not care for Color Out of Space. It had alpacas. Under the crimson, primordial sky, the wretched warlock reached into the dark embrace. His fist closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. special one, Mandy. I, too, am a special one. Let us be so very special together. Crazy evil! You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. So this is a story about Red and Mandy. They were a couple in love. Oh, Mandy, you came and you gave without taking till they set you ablaze, (laughs) oh, Mandy. So I skipped a couple things there where they were kidnapped by cultists and eventually Mandy was burned alive and Red was left for dead. But he wasn't. 
So when he woke up, he went on what the movie advertisements would refer to as a roaring rampage of revenge. <laughs> he roared, and he rampaged, and he got bloody satisfaction. He killed a hell of a lot of people to get to this point, but now there's only one more. The last one. The one he's walking to right now. The only one left. And when he arrives at his destination, he's gonna kill Jeremiah. Which was the guy's name. Jeremiah Sand was a righteous man whose heart was full of love. He wandered the land on the shifting sands, searching for a dog. Afterward, he drives off into the sunset. So I think the funniest fun fact that I heard was that um, on Twitter a few years ago, Richard Brake, who plays the chemist um, and also plays our Midnight Wolfman from Three from Hell. Um, He's in a a lot of uh, Rob Zombie movies. He's in 31 as well. And, uh, you know, others. Anyway. um, (laughs) The list goes on, I assume. Oh yeah, he was that spooky guy in The Mandalorian. He's uh he's pretty cool. But um until he got to the set the first day that he was needed on set, he was under the impression that Lizzie was going to be a lizard. And he got there, and Panos is like, Oh, by the way, Lizzie's a tiger now. He was like, Oh, okay, uh. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so that was not very nice of them <laughs> to yeah. throw that at him. Even though the tiger is mainly CGI. Anyways, um, so Nicolas Cage was originally, um, years before they actually made the movie, he was originally um, asked to play Jeremiah in this movie. And he was like, "Mm, no, no, I I, want to play Red. And he was like, he was like, no, (laughs) like, I don't want, I don't. No, I don't want you to do that. And um, so then a little while later, with the help of Elijah Wood, who produced this movie, um, one of the, who was one of the producers on this movie, uh, they were able to come to a compromise. And they, you know, he changed his mind. And he was like, you know what? I think you would be a pretty good Red. <laughs> you know what? I'll play Red, but Lizzie has to be a tiger. <laughs> I th- I, if I'm not mistaken, Jeremiah was based on Charles Manson. Um, and not just because they were both cult leaders. Um, Charlie Manson also made music and allegedly got really, really, really pissed off if people would like make fun of it or say that it was bad. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to talk scenage? Do we want to talk about how we feel about this movie as a whole first? We did that already, didn't we? Kinda. I have a, a general movie thought about this. Okay. Kind of sums up my. <laughs> Kyle's <laughs> just gonna be like Jay Sherman and go. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. Yes. Mr. Yes, Mr. Sherman. Sherman. Everything. All right. So, Doctor Dr. Cosmetology. Um, it seems like every scene in this movie is a picture, and it only moves. The camera only moves. So you can see a different part of his picture. Yes. Like you're, it's you're not following stylized. Nick Cage around. Nick Cage walks into the picture and then we're just in. This is all about just looking at the screen. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's true of all movies, but this one is just like, they don't want to have like a complex and cool action sequence. They're going to put you in an arena and you're going to sit and watch it as things happen. 
the point, yeah, of, of every scene is to be beautiful, and then things just happen around that. And I'll give it to him, like, this is a beautiful movie. Very, you know, colorful in ways it needs to be. It, it is fun to look at and good to watch and appreciate, but I personally, I don't sit and admire beauty for very long. I see it, I register, oh, that's pretty. Okay, what next? I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, and I, I am the type of person who can sit there and go, wow, this movie's really beautiful. I get so lost in the beauty of the cinematography of this movie that I, like, I don't catch, like, half of the dialogue <laughs> in the first half of this movie. Like, I'm, like, I, it, it like... I was going to I was going to talk about I might as well talk about it now. You know the scene where um like Jeremiah is like face to face with Mandy and he's talking and it's like his face slowly turns into her face and then it goes back to his face then it goes back to her face. You know? When I was at the bottom of the pit screaming in the darkness racked with unspeakable pain for having been denied all that was rightfully mine. He graced me with his light. His hot, loving light. It flowed over me like the pulse of a timeless wave. A wave of Pure heat. A main line of pure and total acceptance. And he talked to me, addressed me as a friend. He said, Jeremiah. They were wrong. And you are right. Um, yeah. I have no fucking clue what he says in that scene. Like, I do not. I, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's just bullshit or if we were actually supposed to pay attention to what he was saying. But all I was thinking of was, oh, my God, it's turning into Mandy's face again. Oh, now it's turning into his face again. That's all I could focus on. Yeah, I find myself kind of appreciating the first half of this movie, but I'm I'm waiting for the second half whenever I watch it. Um, yeah, that's I'm when the same it gets, way. That's when it gets, like, really, like, there's some action and blood and fighting. Because and, it's not, the first half of the movie isn't a horror movie. Um, I feel like this is sort of barely considered... A horror film. Well, when you have Hellraiser bikers and not much else, like you're, oh, you're yeah. going to be labeled a horror movie no matter but it, what. Yeah, I get, there's there's the yeah there's a lot of horror elements to it. It's sort of paranormal in a way, but the first half feels so like <coughs> raw and real, and I love the way it just like turns itself on its head. Um, and the scene where they burn Mandy alive is so sad. It's just so heart-wrenching and terrifying. Ugh. 
Absolutely, Cammy. That's one of the craziest fucking scenes of this entire fucking movie. It's J Dog again. Hey, um, yeah, you know, I this was definitely my pick to bring to the group for our randoms month. Uh, as you can probably already tell, Cammy and I may like this movie a little bit more than Kyle does, but hey, that's okay. Uh, to each their own. Uh, you know, when I think about Mandy, I just immediately, I there's only a very select amount of movies where I can go back to where I was exactly. Uh, like, you know, photographic memory of like what I was doing when I was watching it. Like this and Hereditary are definitely one of them. Just like white knuckling the bed sheets. Just like can't believe that's about to happen. Um, I believe my partner was asleep when we watched this and I was up by myself. Uh, the My favorite scene of the movie, I would say, is, you know, when they... Uh, the part that freaked me out that I have like a photographic memory of is when they... Um, Ultimately, these like Hellraiser style bikers that um, the, uh, the the cult has paid essentially to come and kidnap Mandy for them and take care of her husband, um, Red. It just it, it's just so like dreamlike and like mystical, and you don't re- necessarily realize in the scene previous when they're making the deal and giving them some sort of strange hippy dippy uh acid drink which is legit like the guzzling of the acid is like such a fucking like mind fuck um especially what happens to Nick Cage later when he just has a a whittle index finger of it um just you know the scene of them summoning these these demon bikers who are just like are they just in the woods waiting for people to like caca caca the acid bell is rung or, or yeah, I don't know. But then, you know, just eventually when they're subduing Red and Mandy and you see the the whole home filled with smoke and there's, I don't know, like for a previous film that we talked about on the show, um, Prince of Darkness, that had a, a lot to do with uh, a lot of weird shit with mirrors. There's a specific portion of that scene when the bikers are taking over the house. It seems when the cult does the trade for the bad Santa fat kid with the curly hair uh, for the acid and then to do them this job. Uh, It just seems like he's getting like sucked back into like another dimension in the mirror. It's so fucking crazy. It's so wild. You guys got to see this movie. Um, Yeah. If not for any other reason, you got to see it for the cheddar goblin, which was Ultimately brought to fruition by the guys that made too many fucking cooks. Yes, too many cooks. You've seen it. That was brought to our attention from Cami. Totally forgot it was those same guys. I know they're also on, um, I believe it's the team behind the Adult Swim show, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. So that's, you know, fucking incredible already as is. And I mean, you know... I think the one thing they were trying to communicate or from what I've heard other on other shows and, you know, other uh, analyses of this film is that, you know, right after Red has endured such a crazy fucking loss, some crazy ass freak show, hippie ass bikers come into his life and ruin everything. He just walks back into his house, a broken, fucked up guy and the television is on and he just sees this 
wacky monster macaroni and cheese commercial. And I guess it's supposed to, I don't know how true this is or what necessarily wasn't, was meant by it. But uh, a lot of people have identified it as trying to like, you know, the absurdity or the, uh, the mundanity or the of, of life after, you know, like just to symbolize how you are not special. Your problems don't matter. Uh, nothing really matters. Uh, quite nihilistic. But yeah, we're going to see if uh, we're going to see what else we got here from the gang. And like I said, it's not going to be a super long one today, but uh, God bless Cheddar Goblin. And thank you all for listening. And may the sands blow away from your eyes. So my favorite scene, it was kind of near the end. Um, the screen was really dark and then a bunch of red names started to float by. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jerry, uh, you no. said that about Young Frankenstein. Kyle can say that about any movie he wants. Uh, a favorite scene is when the bikers first show up. Just seeing them come at, materialize out of the mist like that. That was mm-hmm. perfect. That was beautiful. That, that no was way they very cool. Yeah. We need you see a, the headlights we need a... almost like eyes appear in the night and then come closer. And then when you realize they're people, but oh my god, fucking are they? That one guy looks like he's made of thorns. you're hearing my voice you have come to the live portion of the audio again after our <laughs> our, our our sadness oh, previously boy. last time i tried to throw magnets at jared while we were recording okay. uh, they were industrial strength Bella. magnets those aren't cheap like those are my good magnets yeah His for good real magnets folks Kyle's the pit good in my magnets. hip is vibrating <laughs> i use them to uh stop my <laughs> uncle's uh pacemaker if he starts bugging me Oh, yeah, that happened in that one movie. That guy's pacemaker exploded. Uh, battery's not included. No, <laughs> yes. With Robin, no, it was Robin Williams the toy. He was dead the whole time. I wish I was. He dead was a the toy whole this whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the audio fucked up. We just want to give you guys a, lo- uh, uh, um, a nice little outro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to cobble together what I can, and hopefully your... Hopefully um, you've just listened to a decent episode of this show. I have every yes. confidence in you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope, but, you know, if you, if, if you don't like it, don't go and, you know, sack the neighbor's wife and set her on fire. Just, um, <laughs> just deal know. with it in your own way. Wait till next week. We'll have we'll be back again with a new film, a new movie. I believe it's going. We're gonna slither on over next month. Uh-oh. Week. Oh yes. Next month week. Yes, a spooky movie. So you'll find out what it is then, or right are we now, telling it's them? Slither. It's slither. It's slither. Yes, we're gonna tell you now. It's slither. Um. So we will be back next week with slither. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My sound like further uh do we want to quickly oh. rate mandy and give we have um, to design a rating gonna, system yes are we gonna do some ratings this season um it's ratings poison yeah <laughs> all right are you are you making are you making a uh joke about norm mcdonald's uh i haven't watched a ton of his stuff yes Aww, Wait, that, i bet it's that... spelled b-o-r-e-d <laughs> 
Oh my god. You know what a great movie to call it with Carrot Top in it? Box office poison. <laughs> oh my Kona's god. just waving at the have, actress okay. like she's in it, dude. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, oh sorry. I love his Kyle, I have something joke. Yes. <laughs> well, the light was on. <laughs> the, the moth joke. Killed I wasn't me. such a coward. Maybe I could reach over to that loaded gun at my bedside table every night <laughs> and end it all. Oh Christ, that was beautiful. And you, have you guys have you guys heard the story behind that joke? No. Did he want to die? No. Um, Norm Macdonald, like he agrees to go on Conan. He does, you know, his five minute bit. And then Conan says, you know, we'll be right back with more Norm MacDonald. Norm looks around like, I thought I was only doing one segment. I don't have anything prepared. He's like, no, no, you'll be fine. Like, we just need a, a seven-minute joke. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he took his 20-second moth joke and made it seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden they have German last names and shit. It's fun. <laughs> My podiatrist, Gregory Ivan- Ivanovich. Ivanovich. <laughs> It turns into fucking like Tolstoy uh, or Dostoyevsky. Oh my god. All right. I sent something to the group chat that you guys can watch afterwards. Um, Norm MacDonald related. I think you'll enjoy. Um, But yeah, uh, I think we should rate this movie. I want to call it a um, uh, one out of five. uh, This is a, a season of randoms. There's no like common theme with any of these movies um so we could maybe for this season we could stick with like stars you know or that's like boring hard i i know what i want to do for these the star on top like if it's the best thing you've ever seen i want to okay. give it the cheddar the cheddar goblin <gasps> yeah Kyle, i love yeah. that i was gonna say yeah like you know the the um the burned bag mandy would be oh, the god the top right. But the Cheddar Goblin. One through five is, is, bags of Mandy's yes. ashes. Oh. Yes, Mandy Cheddar Goblin ash. is the I name guess. of my Wi-Fi network. <laughs> oh. Yep. Ethernet Goblin. I'm giving this movie the Cheddar Goblin. Suck my suck my, my kiss, y'all. Cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. Cheese. <laughs> the Cheddar Goblin. Kyle, what do you nice. rate this? What do you rate this one? I'm going to give this one... Two bags of Mandy's ashes. Are we it's actually beautiful. calling this? I mean, or are we, we going to make up a new one per? E- Let's just make up a new one per episode. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Okay. I'm still giving. I'm still insisting we stick with bags of Mandy's ashes for this I one. I hate that shit. <laughs> that's that's bad. That makes it sound like it's a bad thing. Yeah, you can say like for the movie. next one, bag bags uh, of Slither's ashes. Or I'm just the next one is going to be slugs or bathtubs or whatever. <laughs> one through five halves of a deer. Oh, no. I don't know if guys know what scene I'm talking about, but that's going to happen. Um, yes. Um, one yeah, through five. It's beautiful, but it's deer. nothing else. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this one a four. <gasps> four what? Man, Mandy gets a four from me. Um, it's not my favorite unit horror what, number. Though? Four for what? Of Mandy's ashes. <laughs> <sighs> Zing. Um, <laughs> damn it. Boy, um, yo, 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 yeah, it's, it's, Obviously, there are many, many other horror films that I like more than this one. This is uh, <gasps> certainly my favorite recent Nick Cage movie. I didn't see Pig, 
and I'm not planning on it. Uh, I heard it was very. It's good, supposed also, to be excellent. Yeah. Like sad, so I'm I'm good. Um, for now at least. Maybe when my COVID depression is over, I'll go see it and be like, hmm, art, cool. <laughs> oh, but for Can now, it. I'm not gonna go see it. What? It's, what? It, Kyle? It's not. It's not COVID depression. That's life. Like this is just how you feel. Kyle, no, it's COVID depression. I, dude, I really hope not because I'm like fucking. I've been spiraling for like a month. It's been bad. <laughs> It's, it's because been really it's, bad. it's dragging. It's hard. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like you're both describing uh, life in general. No, my life. Yes, cool. it's it's got that. It? Yeah, I enjoy my life I for the most part. You. Am yeah. I alone in this? Uh, yeah. No, I guess I don't. But <laughs> but still, the COVID. Uh, that's oh, how they get me. Jarrett, where can we but find yeah, that's, you? You can find me on Instagram at daddy underscore Dangerfield, or I'm going to throw a new one out there. You can find me on the TikTok, kids. TikTok on the clock because the party don't stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I am at uh, Snoopy's Brother Spike on TikTok. <laughs> All one word. Snoopy's Brother Spike. Very nice. My favorite beagle. <laughs> Cammy, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. Uh, you know, you can find me on TikTok at Magic Ghost Baby as well if you want. But yeah, really funny. I don't really do a whole lot. Um, also, if you want to follow us as a network on Instagram, you may at Spooky Time Network, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Spooky Time Net. Kyle, where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter. Old man yells at clouds. Yep. Uh, I do movie posters now, but I do other things sometimes. It's too. pretty funny. They're pretty good. I like them. <laughs> what was my most recent one? I wish you were an American werewolf in London instead of I wish you were here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, if you want to donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash spooky time podcast, $5 unlocks everything. 11 different kinds of show. I'm pretty sure we're up to 11. You can't fact check me until you donate, so get in there. Um, I'm going to say, say this. Kyle, you've been doing an excellent job with the Patreon, editing the episodes, plugging the episodes, uploading the episodes. I mean, how many episodes do you do? You do them all. He's so great at it, ladies and gentlemen. He is never, there's never, ever been a Patreon uploader, editor, boy, a man better than Kyle for the Patreon. <laughs> this is the best. Surprisingly accurate impression. That's a good <laughs> one. Uh, follow me on TikTok at real Donald Trump. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, boy. Kyle, if you Jesus wanna, Christ. If you want to donate $100 to our imaginary Patreon tier, I will create... A laughing compilation from the three of us set to the tune of Mr. Blue Sky. Oh my god. I'm going to donate that so that you can do it. I was sitting listening to our most recent Patreon episode and I just... Whenever we laugh, it's like a very distinct section. It's like, wow, I could cut that out and like and put it somewhere. And then I thought, just laughing is boring. Mr. Blue Sky, eh? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, donate money and I'll do that for you. Yep. Or maybe if I'm bored this next week. We will be back next week with Slither. And until then, just remember, remember to love your mummies and always see it 
berries and cream as a treat. Goodbye.